Kia ora everyone, this is Black Comet Radio, an Age of Sigmar podcast from Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm your host, Jonathan Ensor. Today is the first episode for Black Comet Radio, so I want to ask two questions. First, who am I? And second, what is this show for? To start, I'm an Age of Sigmar player from Wellington, New Zealand. I've been playing since the first General's Handbook released, though I did play 40k for a decade beforehand. My first love was Skaven, though I've since dabbled with the Legions of Nagash, and I'm preparing for a year with the Ideneth Deepkin. In my non-hobby time, I work with the Ministry of Social Development, and do the occasional bit of performing in theatre. My star sign is Taurus, and my favourite colour is red. And the second question, basically... I'm wanting Black Comet Radio to be a showcase of the New Zealand community. Notorious AOS, another New Zealand show that I love, does a great job covering the tournament scene with list analysis, battle tome reviews and tournament breakdowns. I want to complement that and focus on the players and hobbyists themselves. Long story short, I want to chat with Kiwis about what the hobby means to them. My first guest today will be Mitch Harty, a Skaven player based in Wellington. After that, we'll keep it simple and round off the show with some notices about events happening in New Zealand over the next few months. So, without further ado, please wait a moment while I fetch my next guest. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to Black Comet Radio. I've got my guest here today right now, so let's get ready to party. It's Mitch Harty. How are you doing, Mitch? I'm good, Jono. Thanks. How are you? You know, I am all right. So, yeah, I've got you here today just to talk about your hobby, your experience in it, uh, and sort of what you get out of it. Um, so the first question uh, that I want to ask you might be the obvious one. How did you get into Age of Sigma? Well, like probably a lot of people, I got into it when I was about nine or ten years old yeah. i was living in the uk so it's a lot more accessible <laughs> yeah and there were games workshops everywhere right i think a school friend of mine showed me it and then mm-hmm. i was you know just really wanted some so i went into the shop uh with my mum, and she bought me a one of those the old metal vermin lords all right um yeah which was probably a bit too hard for a nine-year-old to put together mm-hmm. um but you know and yeah so I was into the skaven straight away mm-hmm. um i had pet mice and i really right. liked anything small and furry oh yeah so the ra- the rats really appealed to me yeah no it seems like a natural natural start yeah and yeah so i just you know collected and painted and changed my mind every week about what mm-hmm. army i wanted so i never had an army i don't think i ever played a game and then we moved to new zealand a couple of years later and mm-hmm. it became a suddenly became a lot harder to play get warhammer right. and to find anyone else who was interested in it yeah where were you based when you came to new zealand uh we moved to Wang- wanganui oh, okay yeah uh so there's not much going on there no and i think it's the toy world was the only place you could get warhammer and they just had about five things right and there was obviously no internet access to mail order or any money right. really so okay so it just kind of dropped away i already i had a fair amount that i just kept tinkering away with and painting over and over <laughs> the top of it until all the details are gone. Yeah. Um, when Lord of the Rings stuff came out, I got back into that because I was a big Lord of the Rings fan. Mm-hmm. Um, again, never really played because I didn't know anyone who who was into it. Okay. Did you get that through the um, the magazines that they had? 
Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Um, monthly sort of thing, and yeah. then I got the starter box for Christmas or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was about fifteen. Yeah, I was exactly the same. I got into it uh, through Lord of the Rings, uh, and the the magazine that came out fortnightly or monthly. Yeah, got like a hundred of those um, by the time we cancelled the <laughs> subscription. Yeah, so it nice. seems like I think it's a, probably a really common way for at least New Zealanders to start with this. Oh yeah, definitely cultural adoration of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. in fact, one of my best friends, uh, I didn't actually know for about ten years that he was collecting Lord of the Rings Warhammer as well because he right. kept it secret. Right, he didn't think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want anyone to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the secret shame so of the special. nerd. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I dropped out of it in my 20s because I had no money. And I thought, you know, when I retire, I'll get back into Warhammer. And then, you know, about a year, just over a year ago, I was sitting at home bored. And, you know, it started to, you know, it started my career. So I had a bit of spending money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just looked at the website, just as I did every now and then, just to see mm-hmm. what the models were there. And I saw, and I thought, like, oh, you know, I'll just go down to the shop and get a box because mm-hmm. I want to. Yeah. So I got the start, the starter box for Age of Sigma with the Sigmarines. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. What are they called? Stormcast. Stormcast, yeah. And the Corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loved it. And then full on back into Skaven. Sweet. Pretty quickly after that. Nice. And that's pretty much all I collect and play now. So yeah, yeah. I've been put back into it for just over a year. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so how did you, when you started playing again, how did you get those games in? Was it at your local store or did you have friends who played it as well? Or uh, I forced my flatmate into playing some games. Um, okay. He was a Magic the Gathering player, so it wasn't right. completely foreign to him. Sweet. Uh, and so we played with the starter box. But then I found out that there was a tournament called ValleyCon mm-hmm. in January last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And so I signed up for that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a whole army, so I had to borrow some models. I borrowed some Chaos Warriors from Nathan, the Wellington store manager. Oh, yeah. And I had a force of basically the corn from the starter box and then the rest of the Skaven stuff that I'd bought in the last couple of months. Okay. It wasn't painted or anything like that. No. Um, How'd you end up going? Yeah, first game was against Matt Britton, who was <laughs> at the time the New Zealand number one, yep, and he had three yep. Bloodthirsters on the table. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much my first game of Age of Sigma. I played a... Yep sort of like two turns against Nathan about a week beforehand. And, okay. You know, just to play against someone who actually knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, and then Matt Burton, three bloodthirsters in the first game, so that yeah. lasted mm-hmm. about half an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he was very, very courteous about removing all my models from the table mm. and afterwards gave me some tips. And so then I went back down to the bottom tables okay. where I played someone who was borrowing an army. So we were both kind of didn't know what we were doing and I managed to get a win. Okay. And over the course of Valleycon, I ended up coming right in the middle of the table and mm-hmm. I was very happy about that. Yeah. And I was instantly hooked. Um, and I knew that I just wanted to play Warhammer all the time and go to lots of tournaments <laughs> whenever I could. Sweet. Yeah. And is that is that what's happened? Have you kept up that, that passion for tournaments and events? Yeah, yeah I, I go to every tournament that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, sometimes you just can't because of life, but... Yeah. Yeah, tournaments are a great way to just get five games in pretty yeah. much and meet people and hang out. It's very tiring. Yeah. But the more I get to know my army, the less tiring it is because I don't have to think, of, I don't have to keep remembering things and yeah. looking things yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And you were you managed to make Masters last year, didn't you? 
I did. I mm. scraped in by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. Um, which actually, I think my rankings, I, I did the best at Valleycon that first tournament with my mm. best result. And I think I got worse <laughs> throughout the year. Oh, wow. Um, somehow just had enough points to, to get in, to become 24th, I think, in the rankings. And oh, okay. A couple of dropouts. Got Masters. And... Yeah. So I was really, really happy about that because um, I thought that was really good going to get yeah. to that after yeah. a year. Yeah, game. definitely. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, how did you do at Masters? Better than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I think I got two major victories, which was my sort of ideal. And yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the majority of my games. And I played pretty well. Like My list was okay. It was a fun list. I could have made it better, but I decided I just want to go in there with rules that I know mm-hmm. and an army that I've played with yeah. about, about 10 times. And I didn't I thought I could change things, but I didn't want to do that. So, yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah. Oh, great. And I think I came in about 11th, which is pretty Oh, sweet. Pretty the, the out of 20, was it? Or 18? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was very happy about yeah. my results there, yeah. Talking about your army uh, brings to mind uh, the fact that uh, you've got a very particular army. I mean, the way you name uh, your characters. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Illuminati. Uh, do, I mean, do you want to? Yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about how how that started? Um, where that idea came from? I think it started with John Cheese, yeah. the Arch Warlock. Yeah, um, yeah the most hated Arch Warlock in New Zealand. Yeah, I don't understand why everyone <laughs> wants to kill him. Uh, he's never done anyone to hurt anybody, apart from no. maybe a tree lord. Yeah, I think that's where he got his reputation. He killed uh, Lee Wilmot's tree lord, mm. ancient, in close combat in a game, and yeah. Excellent. Got a bit of a nasty reputation from yeah, that ever since. Yeah. So yeah, just John Cheese. He's always been John Cheese to me. Great. And then I just like uh, I don't take the hobby or the law too seriously. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think naming the characters, giving them funny names, is a, just a good way to break ice if you haven't played someone before. Mm-hmm. So I've got Rat Damon, the Vermin mm-hmm. Lord, um, Ratrick Swayze, <laughs> um, ASAP Ratty, the Assassin. Right. There's a couple of others I can't remember off the top of yeah. my head, and yeah, and it just I love cracking myself up. So yeah, does that. Yeah. yeah, Barack Obama was another one. I yeah, Barack Obama on Biden Ripper. That yeah, was another one. yeah, but I think that that was Thankwall. So I actually mm. just call him Thankwall most of the yeah. time because yeah. he's just a man. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, picking up on something you said earlier, uh, you said when you your first proper game, you played Matt Britton and you got spanked, to put it politely. Um, but yeah. he was still a really good sport about it. Uh, is that yeah, something? Fantastic. Is that something you found in the Age of Sigma community in New Zealand? I mean, is that the norm, or is that an exception? No, I think it's the norm. Um, mm. There are exceptions, and the few and far between. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think especially the first few tournaments I went to, I didn't have any bad games, and I really enjoyed playing everyone Sweet. that I played. Um, I haven't really played around the top tables that much, so mm-hmm. it may be different up there when you get the, <laughs> do get the, the really, really competitive dudes. But yeah, yeah. If Matt Breton, Matt Breton's a good um, benchmark for, for how he should be as a general, I think. He's a very good opponent. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I found the same. When I play myself, I'm not a skilled player, um, so I'm typically in the bottom half. Um, but it's very rare to have a bad game, I think, which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really does st- stick out if you do. And it can, I think in a way... When you do have a bad game in this scene, it almost feels worse maybe than it would otherwise because 
every other game it's normally really good mm-hmm. yeah and they do stand out more yeah. it's but yeah i've only had like maybe two two games that i didn't enjoy out of the whole year okay that's a pretty good ratio then yeah yeah it's, it's good it's good uh i guess you've you've covered this um already with skaven um why you started collecting them because you had pet mice um, but what's what's yeah. kept you with them I mean, maybe the, you talked about not taking the game too seriously. Maybe, you know, Skaven don't take themselves too seriously either. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Pro- yeah. I think that would be part of it. Um, they're a very fun army because, well, basically they can be really, really powerful, but mm. they can also blow themselves up and die. And I think, <laughs> I think that's really fun. And that's, mm. it kind of worked out because I just really like the models most of all. Mm. Mm. I'm more, I got into it really for the painting mm. and then I got really into the gaming afterwards. So, I was always going to get the Skaven models because I think they're cool. Sure. And then it turned out that their play style really suited the way I like to play, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can create little stories and then you can, you know, say, hey, my dude's going to go go all in on this. And then right. he blows himself up. And <laughs> it's just a great, it's a great way to go down. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you keep, have you still got that original Vermin Lord model that you picked up? I do. I've stripped the like, six layers of paint that were on him. Oh, yeah. But I kept painting over and over him. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there unassembled, yeah, stripped down now. So I have a massive painting backlog because I have, like many people, I have a problem of mm-hmm. keep. I keep buying models in Skaven. You need a lot of models. Yeah. So definitely. he's in my painting backlog, but he, he'd he'd be more of just a display thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I might take him along as a mascot or something. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds. Like he's a about. Yeah, he's so small compared to the current Vermin Lords mm-hmm. that. It, look very strange putting him on the table yeah i mean you could almost use him as a uh, skaven warlord yeah you probably yeah. could actually yeah yeah, yeah. or a rat ogre <laughs> <laughs> that's a plan you've talked about paint painting and how you you're a painter first maybe in a, a game a second and you've got an instagram don't you where you I post do. yeah yeah it says uh, miniature mitch on instagram hmm yeah. Um, I'm not an, I'm not an amazing painter by any means. Oh, I just mainly have that to uh, document it for myself mm. so that I can look back and say see how far I've come and I'm really happy with the progress that I've made over the year. Um, Definitely. I've made some done some good models and yeah, it's just it's that Instagram. I did for a while try to grow it and get followers and stuff but then I I thought that was too much work and effort mm. and it's quite emotionally <laughs> taxing. Yeah. Uh, so now it's just for me pretty much. Mm. But everyone's welcome to follow. Joining yeah. the fun, yeah. You're a really good painter, I reckon. Um, oh, thanks, you know, you're be, I think you're being modest, uh, but so I'm interested in knowing how you get to that point. I guess uh, do you watch a lot of painting tutorials, or do you do you just improvise? Uh, not as many as I should, and I find when I do watch them, um, I always think, well, I should watch more of these because mm. uh, I often learn something. So when I first got started getting into it, I watched a lot of tutorials about you know, the basics and stuff, and mm-hmm. just got that going. And then just messed around painting Stormcast Corn and Skaven, you know. And I gradually found things out mm-hmm. that, like, for example, having a really good brush makes such a difference. Using a wet palette makes a difference. Yeah. So these little mm-hmm. things like that. A really good stepping stone for me was Thankwall and Bone Ripper. So I followed the Duncan Rhodes mm-hmm. tutorial. It's three, about three half-hour videos painting on painting him. It took about a month. Mm-hmm. Um uh-huh. But that model turned out to be possibly my best model. I just painted, I yeah. followed everything exactly to what he said. I bought all the paints and stuff like that. But that really yeah. improved my painting and I learned a lot from that. Sweet. So you've been able to carry over techniques from 
think we'll yeah absolutely ever. there's a lot of good techniques for skaven from that video so if you do ever want to paint skaven just watch that video because there's a lot of good stuff in it like the warpstone especially mm, yeah no the warpstone does look fantastic yeah. and the skin on but bone yeah. ripper so that's like it's about six layers before you even start putting shade on but it so it took, takes a long time, but it, it turned out really well. So Yeah, and I recently watched uh, a tutorial that they did on clan rats. I think it was only released a couple of Yeah, I watched that ago. yesterday, actually. Uh, yeah. But I think, yeah, but it's similar, that's similar to how you do your plague monks. Well, yeah, it? so the plague monks I've been doing recently, that was sort of an experiment mm-hmm. because I had 60 plague monks to paint and the models aren't amazing. Uh, they're not that much fun to paint and I didn't want to. But I thought, you know, I just need to get these done. And I'm quite a slow mm-hmm. painter, and I'm quite. I try to paint them well. The mm-hmm. thought of painting those sixty plague monks just gave me the willies. So I thought I'll just yeah. do something real quick to get the paint on them, and I, for this unit, I won't worry about how they look. So I just ended up using I spray painted them brown, so army painter fur brown, and then for the robes, three layers of Baltan green, the the shade, and then that turned mm-hmm. out to look really really cool, and it was quick. And then Abrex of the Shade and then Highlights. And they turned out to be some of the best like troop models that I've done. <laughs> um, so I'm really right. happy about that. So I've done 10 of them and I'm going through the next 50 at the moment. So transitioning into a Pestilence force then? Well, no, Pestilence are the least appealing of the scale for me. <laughs> just, I just don't think they're as cool mm. as the other ones. But Plague Monks are just so good. Until recently, I believed that there was going to be no Skaven updates for at least a year. So... I was right. trying to work in some of the Pestilence Battalions into a mixed chaos list to try and get an extra artifact okay. and some extra abilities and stuff like that. But yeah, so I just basically, all I want all the Skaven. So eventually I'll get around to buying and painting and collecting all of them. Yeah, well, I guess that transitions uh, quite neatly into my next question, which is uh, what are your hobby goals? I mean, going forward, yeah, what are you aiming to do with your Skaven? Or even do you want to branch out into other armies? Uh, yeah, every now and then I paint an elf because it can get a bit tiring always painting rats. And every now and then I also, mm. playing with Skaven can be challenging because we don't have allegiance abilities. You play If you want to play mixed Skaven, no. you play with the Chaos Grand Allegiance, which is not great, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're going up mm-hmm. against strong armies, you really get beaten down. And so there have been times when I've wanted to just change armies and buy something completely different, um, which I think is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have some elves I buy every now and then, and like you know, Spire of Dawn box with yeah. the Skaven and the elves. I bought that obviously. So yeah, occasionally I paint them, but it's all about Skaven really. So the goals are yeah, eventually just get it all and have mm-hmm. be able to just play around, build different armies under the under the Skaven banner. Gaming wise, yeah. Uh, so in the ranking system in New Zealand, if you, if you do well with a faction, if you're the best player under with a certain faction, you get a little icon. Next to your name, I set myself the goal of trying to get all the Skaven icons except Pestilence um, <laughs> this year. And I thought, that'll be easy because yeah. no one plays Skaven. So sometimes, yeah. for some of them, I'll just have to turn up with, with an army. And, you know. and then, mm. but now the battle time's yeah. coming out, that'll be a bit more challenging. Yeah, no And also um, to get to Masters again this year would be very cool. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot more competition this year What looking at what Christchurch is doing. Yeah, they've got a lot of tournaments, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. The ranking system at the moment, I'm pretty sure, is pretty much just exclusively Christchurch players yeah. because of all the events that they're putting on. Yeah, yeah. I don't recognize many, most of the names in that, um, which is cool. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm planning on traveling down to Christchurch myself in November for ah, Conquest, yes. which is a big 
big tournament that is they that do. Is that a 2000 point one? I'm not sure. Um, I think Christchurch tends to do smaller events, which is really good because it actually gets a lot of people involved who otherwise yeah. wouldn't be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I think it's going to be at least 1750. Uh, yeah, it might be 2000. Yeah, that's a good point about the, the smaller or the barrier to entry with a 2,000-point army. And I, I was pretty much desperate to play Warhammer, so I did everything I could to scrape a 2,000-point force together to go to my first tournament. But if I weren't as, like, mm-hmm. if I were a bit more nonchalant about it, it might I might not have gotten into mm-hmm. tournament playing at all because I might not have gone to that one. Yeah, and that's, that's something I found with uh, CherryCon, which is an, an Age of Sigma tournament I'm helping organize um, for the end of this month um, as part of a wider uh, multi-system event. And I, when I put forward, I was umming and ahhing about what kind of event to run. Uh, but I decided to do a smaller event, so 1,250. So I put that out there. Uh, I decided it wouldn't count for rankings. Uh, and I advertised it saying, hey, this is just a great chance to come, roll some dice, have some fun. Uh, and it sold out within, you know, weeks. Uh, and they kept yeah, needing to give us really more tables up, uh, to fit in more players. Um, and I think at last count, around 40% of the people who have signed up are people who haven't played in uh, tournaments before for Age of Sigma. So I think it's yeah, a really underutilized um, format, the smaller rank, the smaller numbered games where people who are just umming and ahhing about Age of Sigma, you know, they, they have fun, but they're, you know, they don't want to invest their entire life into it. Um, those smaller events are quite attractive uh, to them. Uh, and as you found... Do you think that the... Sorry. Sorry? Do you think that the fact that it's not ranked might have also brought in people who otherwise might not come up? I'd, yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to know, because I'd also be interested in knowing how many people know that there is a ranking system in New Zealand. Um, yeah, good point. Yeah, I'd be... It's yeah, kind be, of tucked I'd, away. Yeah, I might ask people um, at the event, particularly new people, why they joined up. It's worth pointing out as well that all the entry fee and everything is going to charity. It's going to the Cancer Society of New Zealand. So that's probably a draw as well, being able yeah. to do some good with your dice. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the question really that we're wanting to figure out in New Zealand because we see these overseas events where they get 50, 60 people. CanCon recently in Australia had 196 people. You know, you're sort of jealous. You're like, how, how, do, you, how do we get events like that? with our population you know you really have to try hard to grow the community you sort of have to in order to get anything approaching those numbers yeah it is a community where after a few months i was sort of recognized if i hadn't met them i'd seen the faces on facebook yeah of most people who are tournament regulars mm. and then it seemed to be yeah a pretty consistent group of people yeah definitely but yeah maybe this year we're starting to get some more people into it mm-hmm. um so age of sigma the new edition mm. came out mid last year, and then you know, so people will be starting to buy into that possibly and build yeah, armies. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, you do see a lot of people who are just uh, if you browse the internet who are just getting into it with the with the new edition. I, I'm a lot of the, I think a lot of the salt left over from Warhammer Fantasy is dying away. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is good. Yeah, there's much broader recognition of Age of Sigma being a functioning game. Uh, as opposed to when it came out, where there were no points, um, there weren't really factions, you know, because there were no allegiance abilities or anything. And it's taken a long time to, for that s- stigma to drop away, I guess. Yeah, I had no idea about that when I came back into it. I, yeah. Because I, I, I thought it was still Warhammer Fantasy Battle until I went into the shop, really. 
Uh, yeah. And I said, oh, what's the Sage of Sigma? And he's like, oh, it's, you know. I, I had heard, because I used to work for a guy who runs a little um, a local wargaming company. Um, oh, cool. They do, like, modern skirmish games. And so he told me about, or he was, you know, not happy about Games Workshop. For, you know, they screwed everyone over, mm-hmm. split up all the factions and changed yeah. all the names for copyright laws. And he was very negative about it. Yeah. But I didn't really realize, oh, it's a whole new game and stuff. So when I went in and I was pretty mm. fresh and I actually started playing the game. I was like, this game is awesome. Mm. I never wanted to play Fantasy Battle. Yeah. When I was going into the shop, I thought I'm going to paint these little dudes and that's it. I yeah. don't want to read that massive book. I don't want to have to like learn geometry to yeah. turn my unit around. <laughs> um, and yeah. yeah, so once yeah. I played Age of Sigma and, you know, to hit three up, I was like, cool, that's, yeah. that's way better than strength three versus toughness five. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just works better. So yeah, really enjoyed it. I haven't really played any other tabletop games, so I've got nothing to compare it to. But okay. yeah, I've, I was pretty much hooked on Age of Sigma straight away. Yeah, I think that's one of the benefits of Age of Sigma. Like you say, the streamlined nature of it. Uh, every so often I get pulled into playing Warhammer 40,000 uh, with some mates. Yeah. And you do notice it. There's just a lot more lot more systems going on. There's you know this, this, all the different stratagems and you have to take different force detachments. So you get more command points, which is now a thing in Age of Sigma, um, but in yeah. 40k... Uh, the, there are different ways of taking your army and that enables you to get more command points. So if you just take one, which is like, oh, you need to take a character and a troop choice, you get a bonus command point. But if you take at least two characters and three troops, as well as some of these other types, then you get more command points. And if you take an even more restrictive chart, you get even more. Um, there's just a lot more going on. And so when you go back to Age of Sigma, where it's just like, hey, take a, take some heroes, take some battle line. You're like, hey, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, easier. I was, yeah. I almost didn't. Believe, I thought I was missing something at first when I started putting army lists list together because I remembered from when I was younger. I I never played fantasy battle or forty k, but I had the books and I'd read them and you know make mm-hmm. army lists and it was so complicated. Yeah. So yeah, I really thought I was missing something the first few times I made a list, and I realized that I wasn't. Yeah, I had my mate. Uh, Jared, who was getting into Age of Sigma, and I'd turn up at his place to play a game, and he'd have his army out, and there'd be some gutbuster ogres, there'd be some beast claw raiders, uh, there'd be some old just Oryx he had left over from when he was a kid, and the part of my mind which grew up playing 40k was like, no, they're from different different allegiances. <laughs> they're, they're, those are beast claw raiders, those are gutbusters. And I thought, oh wait, no, it's just destruction. It's easy. You know, he's just taking yeah. what he likes and. Yeah, Age of Sigma supports that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's cool. Which is something you, you often forget, I guess, when you're playing competitively at tournaments. You know, you sort of forget how easy it is for the for the little guy when you're sitting there optimizing your list and Yeah. Yeah. Ranking. Yeah, on that rankings. on that I do find that thematically I find I think Skaven are kind of tacked on to Chaos. I understand why they're mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. And I understand why there's no fifth allegiance, and they don't really belong in any of the other ones. But yeah. Skaven, they they always seem like their own thing. Um, yeah, mm. and they almost could be a, a whole allegiance because there's quite a lot of them. But um, yeah, you know I mean, that would be a bit silly. Yeah, they've got almost got as many allegiances as death or destruction. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's why. Well, yeah, I'd play. I've been playing mixed chaos up until next weekend when the battle time will come out. Mm. But it's always been 
since I've had the models for it, it's always been just Skaven because yeah. uh, I think that's cool mm-hmm. um, and rule of cool. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of the battle time, is there anything you're looking forward to uh, when it comes out? I guess when this episode uh, is released, it will have come out. But is there anything you're looking forward to? Your top three things? Uh, there are many things I'm looking forward to. I'm not going to have any excuses anymore because uh, for losing lots of games. and uh-huh. I, I lose most of my games, I find, which I have no problem with because I'm having fun most of the time. But So hopefully now I can start winning a few more games. Excellent. Things I'm looking forward to, uh, battalions and allegiances mm. for the clans, mm. allegiance abilities for mm. Skaven that aren't just because basically you're playing Mixed Chaos Skaven. There's an artifact called the Crown of Conquest, which is everything within six inches of that artifact doesn't have to take Battleshock. So Skaven obviously being cowardly, low bravery little dudes, that you, you have to take that. You don't have to, but it's re- you're really doing yourself a disservice if you don't. Um, and then... So that's basically it. It's a bit boring. It's very good. Uh, it's a very good artifact, but every game it's like, cool, that's that's what I have to take. And that's kind of what I was trying to work in the Pestilence Battalion so I could get an extra artifact. So yeah, Allegiance abilities, being able to just play around and try different things, different combos, because I have a lot of models and most of them are painted. So I'm looking forward to being able to rock up to tournaments and having something new, uh, maybe that people aren't expecting. The Endless Spells seem cool. And I like the, the terrain pieces. I'm quite actually kind of glad that there's no there's not a big model release because my wallet will take a battering because I just have to buy it all. So this kind of works out as good holdover. I'm sure at some point Skaven will get updated models. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, look at some of the Eshin stuff and it's yeah, a little, a little yeah. old, yeah. to say the least. So I think in my going back to my goal of having every an icon, Ashlyn would be the hardest one to get, simply for the fact that the models, you need a lot of gutter runners and night runners, and night runner models are not the greatest. Um, gutter runners are very expensive to buy, um, so you end up converting a lot, which is fine. I don't, I, I don't mind converting. I'm not very good at it, but I don't mind doing it. But it, that would be a... I think that would have to be at a smaller tournament to try and nab that icon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. 1k thing. Even then, that would be a lot of yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of work to do to get that one K Ashen army. You just take a lot of deceivers, I guess. Yeah, three deceivers. <laughs> yeah, easy, easy, and just min battle yeah. line. Yeah. Oh, the spell laws will be cool. Yeah, that's that's another cool thing. Having a bit more access to different spells. Yeah, the Grace Ears becoming actual powerful wizards again would be good. Yeah, they're supposed no, to be. And uh, the Arch Warlock is. He's the scryer, gen- like main hero, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and he is by far the best small hero you can get for Skaven, and he just mm. outclasses Gracie. Yeah. Um, and thematically, I think they should be more on the same level. And yeah, definitely. So it seems like Gracie is getting a bit of a boost, which is cool. Yeah, I find a lot uh, when I was because I used to play Skaven myself um, back when the first Generals Handbook dropped. That's when I got into it, uh, and I found. Even though you had the options with chaos, you know, you had chaos artifacts and the allegiance ability, it was, you really wanted variety. You know, you really wanted to have that choice, like you mentioned with, you know, Crown of Conquest, sort of the must take. Um, so even if you don't use all that stuff, I find it really freeing myself, at least to have that option. Yeah. Oh, I could take a brass orb if I wanted to. I won't, but 
Yeah, and the same with the Spell Lords. We have all these options. Even if you know, one or two of them will probably be the the ones that you use. It's really well, cool I, to have. I, I quite hope interest. not, actually. It seems like with the from what I've heard about the Gloom Spike gets is it's people are finding it hard to nail down the one that you use for everything because there are lots of great things. Okay. Um, but there's no like it doesn't seems like there hasn't been one or two lists that are like this is the winning list. Like mm-hmm. I think there are with say Iden F Deepkin, you always see the same army. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I would really hate for that to happen to Skaven. Um oh, I don't yeah. think it would. No. I think I um I like finding little hidden gems. I'm not really, yeah, yeah, like it takes a while. I'm normally it's normally that I hear about it from someone else because I I don't yeah. have that sort of the insight that some people can some people can look at the rules and see it for how it'll play. Um yeah. I'm more of a trial and error type of person, but um Little things like, for example, the Vermin Lord walks here is a good a guy I used quite a lot last year. And he mm-hmm. just summons three d six giant rats onto the table right. by spending a command point, mm-hmm. um, which sounds not that good, but is really good um, <laughs> if you use it if you use correctly. Uh, mainly yeah. just because people hate it so much. Um, mm. If you just keep throwing giant rats down and all they're killing yeah. is giant rats, they get triggered yeah. and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because you got a bit of a wombo combo with the giant rats, don't you? With a with a what are they called? Pack master, beast yeah. Master? So that's the yeah. other. So I swapped out the vermin lord warps here because he's two hundred and sixty points, um, mm. and the summoning giant rats is great for objective capping or tying up units, but they weren't going to do any damage. Um, no. But if you got unit of two hundred giant rats and a pack master, <laughs> that's the same amount of points, and. No. If you get them all into combat, which is possible, um, yeah. I've done it once, and it's something like 120 attacks hitting on twos. Um, and then if you have a play priest, you can get them to be wounding on fours or threes if you've got mm-hmm. two play priests, and possibly re-rolling wounds if you can get that going. Uh, yeah. So it's just absolutely yeah. insane. And then it's a lot of damage. If your opponent knows about that um, and goes and targets these giant rats t- to eliminate yeah. them before they can do damage, that's also fantastic because they've just put a whole lot of resources into killing giant rats. And I also have yeah. Thankful and a Deceiver in most games mm. uh, who are also key key figures. Yeah, excellent. So I guess, I mean, even as it stands, Skaven, you've still got a bunch of options. So the battle time, should only Yeah, that? I think you can definitely do well with Skaven. Like there's a player in Australia who does very well with Skaven. It's definitely doable. And the more I've played and, you know, I'm getting better at the game and seeing... Mm-hmm. How how it can be done? Um, it's just not a very at the moment. It's a very unforgiving army. Um, yeah, you just don't have any sort of backup or abilities to like help you out. It's all war scroll synergy. Um, yeah. but there are some really good combos that can be found within the war scrolls themselves. So hopefully, with the battle tone, that just adds to that and then gives it a bit more of a bit more of a safety net, I guess. Yeah, yeah excellent, awesome, cool. Well. That's probably a good point uh, to finish off our, our little talk. Good. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, my much. pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was a good, a good time. Hopefully, uh, this game in Battle Tome answers all your dreams and hopes and wishes. There's no way it can live up to yeah. my expectations, but um, I was trying oh, trying to start if, lower them. Yeah. What if? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, yeah. Thank you very much, and I hope I hope to see you soon. Cool. I'm sure we will see each other soon, Jono. Thank you. No problem. See ya. 
welcome back to Black Comet Radio. Well, there you have it, the first interview of the show. I just want to thank Mitch once again for taking a leap of faith and joining me for this experiment. Now, to wrap up, let's go through some of the upcoming events in the New Zealand Age of Sigma calendar. And next up, we have Charicon, the charity event we discussed earlier on the show. That's being held in Upper Hutt on the 23rd and 24th of February. After that is Rothen Rapture, a narrative event being organised by Joseph McKay in Wellington on March the 2nd. I understand that he's looking for registrations ASAP to make sure it goes ahead, so check that out on the Facebook group if you're interested. On March 17, we have The Souls and the Stormcast, Hammerhall Drift, an event being put on by the Model Citizens in Auckland on the 17th of March in Auckland. Obviously. Aucklanders would do well to check that one out. And that wraps it up for the inaugural show. The musical interludes are excerpts from Crushing Crowd by Kylo Kaz. If you want to contact me and tell me how you felt about it, you can find me in the NZ AOS Facebook groups, as well as on Twitter, at Distracted Satrap. If you have trouble spelling it, just keep trying until you find me. If you want to find Mitch's painting, then you can spot him on Instagram as Miniature Mitch, or on Twitter, at Bitch underscore Party. Otherwise, kakite ano, and happy wargaming.